This is episode three of Free Game Fridays. The best game series in the world where you can get the freest of the game and the best game around. And all the game for free. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. If you've been here, you know how this goes. We go through questions. If you haven't, send some questions in. We answer. We try to get to everything and cover as much as we can in 35 to 40 minutes. We finna get to it. Let's go. First question is from It's Trip Music. It's okay for me to continue to let TuneCore Publishing collect my publishing. Question. Great question. Um, yes and no. <laughs> so uh, early on when I started, I had TuneCore collecting publishing for me. And I, I was doing it all wrong because they collect 100% of your publishing and they don't allow you to enter the splits. I'm not sure how it works now, if it's been revolutionized. But back then, I was doing it completely wrong through them. And they I take, I think, 15% of your royalties and you have like a two or three year term. So I'm not sure if that's still how it is. But back then, it was absolutely wrong. As an artist starting out, they do make it convenient, but it's not being done properly. Your publishing has to be done properly and it's supposed to be split between you all the writers and the producers and people who composed that project so it's best for you to do your publishing through a pub admin like song trust or do it directly through ascap or bmi yourself sheesh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> giving y'all the game this one is from jolani how do you make your content appealing to the public to grow your social media page um nice <laughs> If you love it, then share it. It's actually really simple. Like if you find it appealing and when you watched it, it made you smile or it made you laugh, then that's the piece of content that you should share. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Share the shit you love. If it doesn't make you feel anything, then leave that shit where it is. It's probably trash. Throw it away. Throw it it away. (laughs) Throw it away. (laughs) All right. uh, This is from He's a Geek. This is our guy, man. He was on the last one. Um... What do we have? What was the biggest loss you experienced musically? Um, I don't lose, so uh, I don't. I don't think there's been any. I don't. I don't. I don't lose. Uh, you know, if you mean financially, that's just like across the board, wasting money on PR and digital and doing shit at the wrong time, playlists and shit like that. But uh, I don't lose, man. I got here, so none of it was a loss. Yeah, actual. I don't. How could I lose? Got so many blaps in the vault. I can't choose. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is from that nigga Rob. <laughs> What's up, Rob? That nigga <laughs> said your team so your team seems so militant. How do I create a team that has the same vision? Uh, sheesh. I think that you have to. You said it in an interview recently. You have to be that team. If you move militant and you're constantly working towards your goal and your vision, then you will attract those kind of people that will move in the same fashion. Yeah. This is from Corleone the Don Foe. Did we we get him? Yeah, we did before. I think I remember that name. How can I get shows in other cities? I tried to reach out to promoters. How to tell if it's a scam or not? Ooh. (laughs) <laughs> janky promoters right, janky promoters <laughs> man um so how to get shows in other cities uh, i think to get shows in other cities you have to build a demand 
right people have to want to see you if you're just waiting for someone else to book you then you have to do the same you have to build a demand to the point where people think you're worthwhile booking um you always know it's a scam by the deal associated so early on a lot of artists a lot of these promo companies will hit artists and they'll make them buy a certain amount of tickets in advance and they'll make you sell them but Oof. make but only pay you a percentage of those tickets or they'll just you know, make you pay your way onto a show. And I think that all of that shit is scammy. Everyone who does it is a scammer. Fact. You should never have to pay to get onto a stage. Fact. And if you sell a ticket, you should never be getting paid the least some amount of that ticket sale. Fact. If people are paying to see you, they should not be giving you two, three dollars off a ticket sale. So anything that has that type of structure is a scam. And them niggas are scammers and let them know I said it. Sheesh, you just put a lot of niggas business on blast. These niggas be scamming, bro. Early on, they used to really whoop niggas, right? And it's right. like as an artist, you don't really know. You just look at everything as opportunity, but you don't realize like, nah, these niggas is whooping you and they're getting over. Right. And they're getting money from selling the tickets and doing they deal at the venue and they're getting free money from you right for, to sell for, the for tickets your hard for work them. right they didn't even have to promo like they're <laughs> they're taking your money that you worked hard for that shit is trash right. and all the companies that do it y'all niggas know y'all trash right i don't care how much success you had at doing it and who you helped break through that shit you niggas is trash right you know <laughs> it's a scam if the opportunity is costing you more than it's giving you <laughs> All right, episode over. That we'll concludes episode <laughs> three. Yeah. This one is from Vincent King Live. When should you drop a new song? Today. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Do it now. Right, right, right. Well, there's no reason to wait. What are we waiting on, Jesus? Man, anytime you got something you're excited to share, share it. Yep. Share it. This is from I know underscore Vito Vic. How can I buy stock in your company? So uh, in my company is a separate conversation from songs. So I do have some people who have invested just in good company in an entirety of just like what we release and they get a percent divvied in that. But uh, that's as simple as an email disclosing like your budget and what you want to do and how you want to participate. And we could definitely work that out. But yeah, I, I do open the door for people to just invest sums. We've had a few investors that invested sums and they just get a percentage of everything I release within a specific term. So that is something that we're definitely open to and actually a way that we prefer to build. Long-term equity in exchange for, you know, short-term cash is uh, is always a good play. Great play. That's how <laughs> we've been able to grow as far as we have. This one is from Sheeta Paper Music. What marketing tools did you use to market your music on social media? Isn't it crazy how we keep picking up cards that are like... Anyway. Um, sheesh, let me read that again. What marketing tools did you use to market your music on social media? marketing tools per se like you use ads we've done like facebook ads and like youtube ads and things like that do you think mm. that that's what they mean in terms of marketing tools yeah like what what are things that we did to market our music so yeah. ads ads definitely mm. once you figure out your targeting and your budgeting and and um your your interest and your demographic ads work substantially but what you do with ads i think are most useful tool is great content yeah we make great content and great content and great music markets itself but once you see one of those pieces kind of sticking out 
more from the others like if you usually only get 50,000 views and you drop something that gets 250,000 views that's a great indicator of what to run ads behind like I use a metric uh I use a 1 to 10% metric so if my following is 500,000 then I'm looking to see the video that gets 50,000 views and more because 50,000 is 10%. I mean, 10% of the people who follow me fuck with this post. That's who I'm, that's the one I'm like, okay, I'm running the ad behind that. That makes sense, right? And targeted ads. Yeah, We're not just doing ads. global so ads. Really, yeah. right. And, and, <laughs> and especially when it's time to do shows. So what I've done with these last few shows, I'll make a, a post specific to the city I'm going to and I'll run ads behind that one and I'm running hundred dollar a day ads but i started with like 15 and 25 50 and as your budget increases you can run larger but that's how we're being able to sell our shows instantly because sometimes you'll have people in an area and they don't even see your posts right, right? until you <laughs> run those ads and you get to increase that yield but first hit that organic percentage if you're not activating 10 to 50 percent of your audience you feel me don't even waste your money yet just wait till you get something that goes organically and then push it how were you breaking down targeting ads for general pieces of content like if it was just a performance piece of a song that did really great so what i've been doing initially i was doing uh similar artists as well as like niches music lovers hip-hop lovers, freestyle rap but now what i've been doing is um i've been using um there's a there's a an option for uh like current audience mm. and I've just been doing that because I look at it as the people who already follow me are the people who love my shit so I'll run ads to people who are similar to that a lookalike audience of my current audience and that's on like YouTube it's Facebook? on Instagram oh on Facebook Instagram. yeah yes. and uh yeah that's been working substantially because we've already proven that this audience loves it so why not replicate right factual facts Factual facts. They just got the <laughs> gems out of there. Right? I be trying to ask follow-up questions that I feel like they're thinking as you're talking. Right. Uh, I think this is yours. Oh, okay. KG. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to stay motivated? And I think we've answered that on a, on another one. Let's let's go let's go again. Apex underscore predator. How can I start a company that can house all types of art forms, music, fashion, paintings, etc.? Um, I think you just start it. Right. I don't think there's any there's anything else to it. Just start <laughs> it. If you if you whatever you want to start, you just have to start it. If you want to build Disneyland, you have to start building Disneyland. There's no other way around it. Just just do that shit. All the little details will fall together the further that you build into it. Like yep. you won't know what you need and, until you start doing it. Right? More ideas come as you execute ideas. Ooh, that's a bar. Yeah. This one is from Marty McFly 100. How do I get tickets to a concert of yours? Link in bio. <laughs> the link's in the bio, the man. The link in the bio. The link is in the bio, man. We got all the shows listed on our link tree. Anyone you want to, you can come make an offer. It doesn't mean you'll be accepted. Like we say, I mean, we, we think that offers should be reflective of the value we bring. We bring a lot of energy. We bring a lot of people. We bring a lot of love. So, um, you know, the offer has to be reflective of that to be accepted. But definitely all the tickets is, is, is there anytime. Go through anytime. that bio. Get to it. If you don't see the link in the bio, it's because it's sold out. Come on. <laughs> I think we need to shuffle these because okay. the new ones. Gotcha. This is from Devon Logan. 
What makes you so open and free with your content? What makes you so open and free with your content? Um, I guess that's just kind of how I am with life a bit, you know? Like, we, we really just, I mean, we just, sometimes we just capture life, and that's just what we're docking. I don't, I don't really have to think about it too much. In terms of music, that's my way of, like, journaling and expressing, so naturally it comes out that way. But um, I don't know. We just be living, and sometimes we get it on video, and, and that's what you get from it. What makes you, um, there's been moments where we're on set or something, and you'd nah, be like, nah, leave the it. Question. No, I'm just that's <laughs> yeah, we treat me. It's for y'all. Uh, there'll be moments where you'll be like, "Nah, leave it. Let them see." Like when mm. there's like cameras in the background, or the fact that we're holding booms right. and they're not on C stands and things like that. Um, what makes you want to show them that? Uh, I don't really want to, but I don't not want to. Mm. Right? I don't feel like it's something we need to hurry up and correct and clean the house before people walk in type shit. You <laughs> gotcha. feel me? Because every time we we're in. in that situation, I feel like that's what we're doing. It's mm -hmm. like we're cleaning the house so no one sees mm. that people really live here. Like real people live here, right? Right. And I just, that's always what it is. And I'm like, no, we're not going to do that because I don't want to have to clean my house every time someone decides to come over. Right. And it leaves the information right there for their for them to consume. Right. Like you want to know what kind of mic we're using. You want to know what kind of lights we're using. It's all in the set. Right. Because because that shit, yeah. as we grow, we're figuring out like none of that shit really matters. No one cares that we're holding this mic. They care that they're getting great <laughs> content and great information. Right? right. People be hyper focused on the wrong thing. Right. But that's because <laughs> they lack the, the other part. So they right. have to they have to over deliver on everything else because the, the juice of the content isn't really there. It's like mm. eating eating fake fruit. It's like you get the taste, but the nutrients aren't aren't, aren't there. Ooh, so right? that was a great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Blank one? How? Oh, no, it's not. Okay, those ones were. This is a long question. Sheesh. No name? No name. I teach pretty much all day, but my real passion is singing. It's really the only thing that gets me through the day and brings me happiness. I'm getting older, but opportunities are being missed because I do have to pay bills somehow. What advice can you give on that? I will let you answer. Uh, hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, are the opportunities? I think, I think, um, I don't think age is a factor of you missing opportunity ever. I think you should always do what makes you happy, uh, but vigilantly. Like, I think that you, if you really want to sing, you're going to figure out a way to sing. Nothing's going to stop you from doing that. If right. that means you have to work 10 hours here and then come home and practice for five, that's just what you're going to do. Right. I used to work 14 and 16 hour shifts every day and still come home and write a song or edit a video or write out a treatment or mix some shit. If you really want it, then it's going to happen. There's no um, there's nothing. There's no way around that. So I think this is one of those things where you have to really be sit real with, with yourself, yourself and be honest. Is this <laughs> what you actually want or you know, is it one of those things that you're like, eh, I want to do it, but if I don't, I'm okay, and, and life is going to go on. So I think that's a decision you have to make first. But, um, yeah. yeah, if you want it, ain't, ain't nothing going to stop you from getting it. A word. You can go ahead and draw the next card, too. You want to roll. Esgia? 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 I'm not sure. What tips do you have for creating an album? Nice. Um, 
just make music you love. Really, yeah. I don't. I don't really have too many tips. Just, I mean, you make make music you love, and um, I think albums create themselves. I don't think you have to create an album; they create themselves. The music starts to align and the moment and everything. But you just got to make shit that you love and enjoy, and naturally it aligns. This is from DM Tay. <laughs> As someone who drops consistently, how do you find time to create during an unhealthy mental health day? What does that look like for you? <laughs> an unhealthy mental health day? Is that a, is that a thing you, for did you? Did you say an unhealthy, find yeah. time to create during an unhealthy mental health day? Um, I just do it. <laughs> You know, I never really stop working, whether I'm um, I'm having a bad day, a great day, a sad day. I kind of work through them all. Some days I can't get anything done and I just sit and sometimes I mope or I ride my bike or something to kind of bring me back. But, um, yeah, I just never stop working through through every emotion. I understand that emotions are uh, all temporary and it's all a roller coaster, but the work is forever. Yeah, I feel like on those days you're not really meant to like actively work type of thing like if you can't get any work done it's probably because you're not supposed to be doing no work <laughs> you know like right. your your body and your mind be talking to you so you should just listen and yeah. like to what it's trying to tell you you need that was actually my card oh was go it? ahead yeah i think you just pulled her mm-hmm I'm, I try to mix comics. Um, this is from They Call Me Stash. Dope. What avenues did you take to go about getting paid for your music? Um, I just put out a shit ton of music. <laughs> really, that was uh my secret. You know, uh, as as everyone know, I dropped my first album in, in 2018. It's now 2022, and I'm on my 21st album. So I just Jeez. dropped a shit ton of music, and naturally, as that music pick up different avenues of revenue open up you know as my brand grew i started getting booked for shows and for interviews and speaking engagements uh i start making money off streaming finally um finally uh <laughs> yeah merch uh picks up and sync opportunities and shit like that you just start to get paid for everything but i think initially i just dropped hella music this is from Moneybag tim go get that bag what books have you read so far that have impacted slash helped you on your journey? Oh, man. Uh, the Power of Now. The Power of Now. A New Earth. Is it Eckhart Tolle or Eckhart Tolle? I think it's Tolle. Hmm. I'm not sure. Y'all tell us. Um, Sad Guru. Inner Engineering. Karma. Karma. Right. Um, Battle Cry by Jason Wilson. Mm -hmm. uh, I've read a lot of Om Swami books. Uh, a million thought, a ton of his books actually. I really um, like The Big Leap, by I forgot what it was, forgot his name. Get mm -hmm. to be happy. There's a book called Get to Be Happy. That's where I, I heard that first heard that analogy of like you don't have to do something, you get to do mm -hmm. something. That's a really great book. Just drop some gems. Yeah. Well, we got like 15 minutes. Let's see. Yeah. At gentleman underscore dro. With getting bigger as an artist, how do you feel it has affected your music from the beginning to now? Um, 
I think it's just giving me more topics to discuss and to talk <laughs> about in the music, honestly. Right. Um, yeah, I still make a shit ton of music, but now I, I have even grander experiences. I, I get to travel the world and I've kind of went through loss and change within my own organization and structure and I've dealt with different family members and friends and those relationships have changed. So I think getting bigger just uh, has given me more shit to make art about. Man. Yeah. Fact. <laughs> life just keep life in. Life going to keep life. <laughs> this is from Young Turo. I have a hundred, a hundred songs. Should I drop albums or singles? He's an album kind of guy. Both. But I think both. Yeah. I think that you should, if you can find a group of songs that feel like they feel good together um, and that they tell a story within an album, then definitely structure them in an album sense. But if like you trying to put them into an album is stopping you from releasing the songs, then just drop a couple singles and, right. you know, get the ball rolling a little bit. Right. Drop that shit. Right. If you got a hundred of them, you, a need, hundred? To, you need to drop. <laughs> <laughs> At cookie underscore 24 fit. Was it easy for your family to see the vision you have for your brand? Uh, Yeah, because I'm extremely talented and I also know how to communicate what I'm going to do pretty well. So uh, I think once I released the Field Effect album, everybody was kind of clear on what I was going to do with life and where I was headed there's been like nuanced things that like you know proud to pay and shit like that that's like well i don't understand because i've never seen it done but for the most part yeah i didn't i didn't have to do too much convincing it was clear the the talent level and my dedication to the craft factual if you don't see the vision get out the way <laughs> <laughs> this is from phases of my journey what is your creative process for writing music <laughs> <laughs> he uh, literally creates a song in like 10 minutes he will hear a beat he'll walk he'll pace around the room he'll let out a couple screams and then he will mumble some stuff to himself and then he'll be like all right i'm ready <laughs> that's <laughs> did i miss anything that was a hyper act i feel like we should do a cartoon like an animated <laughs> of with that voice behind it because that's exactly how it happens <laughs> that's exactly it that was the most battle on representation <laughs> i'm in the studio filming 90 percent of the time so at jm47 art how do i market myself as an artist to reach a bigger audience um i think first you make great music and great content that's the first thing you do yep I think um, second, you do that consistently, yep. right? And once you do that consistently, you'll start to see some pieces stick out a bit more. The pieces that stick out, I think you run ads behind to get them to a broader audience. And then the things that do exceptionally well, I think you begin to seed and start making sure other people post it and talk about it. And uh, after that, I think you rinse and repeat. And, uh, you know, eventually you get to the show phase and I think that you put on an exceptional show. And I think that's the best marketing you can have as an artist is people saying you have to go see that nigga live. What do you think the ingredients to an exceptional show are? Uh, 10,000 shots. It's like the same ingredients to becoming a great basketball player. Like I'm excited to watch Steph Curry because he practices more than everyone else. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with with your live show. Like people can tell when you're seasoned and when you're seasoned you're able to do things that everybody else on the court can't do 
So I think right. a, a great live show <laughs> is just someone who's very right. seasoned in their craft because it's just fun to watch. They're out there having fun with it. Right. <laughs> They're not stressed or right. scared. They just have fun. It's just exciting to watch mm-hmm. a nigga in their element doing yep. what they do. Even when things like are going wrong, in a sense, like you can't even tell from the outside because nothing can go wrong right. when you're seasoned. <laughs> That's the thing. Like all of it becomes a part of the show. Mm-hmm. You know, for us, all that shit is if the sound. It's a part of the show now, yeah. right? So, yeah, that that practice, them ten thousand shots, really changes everything. Facts. I think that was me who picked that one up. At Sir Plutus. <laughs> Sir Plutus. <laughs> I released my first project but didn't get city love, but other states loved it. Does home matter much? Um, I think that's something that's a self-reflective question. Depending on who you are and what you're trying to build determines how much home matters, right? Um, Like, I've seen some artists whose first tours was overseas, you know, before they did the states, and I thought that was interesting then, but they didn't get that reception from home. So uh, I think it matters if it matters to you. If it doesn't matter to you, then no, because the whole world is your home. A fan is a fan no matter where they are. That was a great answer. (laughs) (laughs) I already picked her. This is from Eric Chun Golf. How do you memorize all your lyrics? Come on, man. <laughs> Little do you I, guys you know, know. Right? <laughs> yes. I actually have photographic memory, <laughs> which is absolutely incredible. Once I see something a few times, I'm kind of in there. Right. You know, uh, but I think that's something that's developed through uh, practice, through 10,000 shots. And I'm someone who still write my lyrics, so I get a bunch of different acuities while I'm learning my raps. Like, when I'm in the studio, I see it, I wrote it, I, I rehearsed it because I'm saying it, so I hear it, I'm saying it, I'm seeing it, I'm writing it. So, like, I'm using every form of my senses to, to create this art. So it becomes easier to remember when you use this many senses to, to make it. Yep. I feel the same way. I know all the lyrics to your songs because I'm uploading the lyrics for the distro and we're rehearsing all the time and I'm in there with you while you're creating it. Right. So it's not difficult to memorize. If you're practicing all the time, you shouldn't have any issue remembering your lyrics because... It's like, and you think about it, bro. Like, bro, think about how many songs we listen to in our lifetime that you know the fucking words. The random jingles to commercials. Thousands, bro. You know the words of thousands of songs. So you should definitely know your own. Did I pick that? (laughs) I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do like five or ten more. At Luke B underscore 75. How did you get out of your comfort zone? getting out there how did you get out of your comfort zone um i don't think i ever had a comfort zone Mm, last episode you were talking about how you initially started good company because you were afraid to step out on that ledge on your own yeah but you know i was also saying how like there is no comfort right in any of it Hmm. like i i there was no comfort. Like I was, I was scared to step out on that ledge, so I did it with someone. But it was still complete discomfort. You what know? made you ready it's to step out by yourself? Um, I just wanted this shit that mm. bad. Like that's the thing. When you want it, there is nothing that's going to stop you. I'd rather be uncomfortable than <laughs> unsuccessful. Right. Than unhappy. I'd rather be uncomfortable <laughs> than unhappy. Right. Right. 
Ooh, that's uh, a bar. I don't know, cause sometimes, right, right. That's a that's one. That's one, right. But Ooh. yeah, you know, you you really you get to that point. You you right. either want to be uncomfortable or you want to be unsuccessful. And unhappy. sometimes you're unhappy because you're not willing to make yourself uncomfortable. Most of the times you're unhappy Sheesh. because you don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, that was one. Damn. All right, episode done. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's do like five more. It's like therapy. <laughs> Sheesh, that was one. Yeah. Right. Damn. Message. Message. <laughs> this is from Wet Robots. <laughs> Wet spelled W H E T. What platform did you upload your first song to? Um, TuneCore. I think TuneCore was the first site I used to distribute my music. That was the first distro I ever knew of that existed. And uh yeah, TuneCore. That's where I uploaded all of my first, probably my first three, four albums was through TuneCore. Yeah, Solid. come on. Solid as a rock. Why? <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. <laughs> this is from Sarash.in. How would you build a fan base? Um, I think you build a fan base by just creating great shit. And the people who like great shit naturally finds it. People who love McDonald's fries find their way in McDonald's drive through all the time. Right. All you have to do is make great product. And the people who resonate with that product will find that product because they're always looking for it. Right. When I found you and like my main goal was getting more people to like hear your music and see what you were doing. And I was thinking about like, okay, how do we remember that we had a point in time where we were like, we just need to get put in front of a million people. And if we right. can get put in front of a million people, then we know right. that we're going to go, go somewhere. And the biggest way that we did that was just putting out a crap ton of Man, content. That is crazy. I remember we had a lot of early meetings where I used to, we used to go into label meetings mm-hmm. and be like, I just need a million people to see me. Right. Right. And right. That's all. That was my <laughs> statement every single time. Yep. I just need a million people to see me. Right. Yep. And we did that by putting out a crap ton of content consistently right. all the time. And it's crazy because our current IG analytics says uh, like five, 5.3 million. Right. 5.3, yeah. 5.6. So that's crazy. We did that. I forgot about that one. That was an accomplishment. <laughs> right. <laughs> Go us. <laughs> uh, well, I think that Three was more. Did you? Put, I think that was it. Uh, yeah. At DC underscore Chimpreneur. Oh, we did that last episode. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. When many follow the trends, you stay original, raw, and uncut. Is this your formula to success? Um, it's not my formula, but I do think that it's a part of my success. I think that success is a byproduct of just being authentic mm-hmm. and raw and original because more people resonate. Yeah. Um, there's just there's a million people in the world who got their car repossessed and lost their job or quit their job chasing their dreams. So it's just far more relatable. So definitely, I think that uh, part of my success is because I'm just kind of natural in my natural state. It just feels more real when it looks like a regular nigga, you know, right. just like, bruh. I, I see this nigga all the time. Right. I could make it. <laughs> yeah, right. that's one of my favorite things about you as a human and as an artist is that you're like unapologetically you. Like, I'm not about to go put on some rapper fit before I get on stage to perform. I'm going to perform in what I wore out the house today. Come on. <laughs> uh, this is from the H2 effect. The water effect? Oh, well, that's H2O. <gasps> cut the cut the camera, cut the camera. 
Berkeley alumni. Berkeley education, y'all. What does an artist or slash producer? Now I can't read. Cal State Berkeley (laughs) alumni. What? I didn't go to Cal State. That's crazy. Uh, He don't know me. What does an artist (laughs) slash producer split look like when you work with producers? So, um, well, I think they mean mine specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's there's three different avenues. Uh, On the master side, I give producers twenty five percent. On the pub side, I give them 50%. And on sound exchange, I give them 50%. So um, I used to do 50 on a master sometimes, but then as I progress, I start having to put more money and create more content and market, and I start just being more feasible. So we allocate some of that fund towards people who actually help push the song and make that shit go because songs don't go by themselves. So, yeah, I usually do 25% of the master, 50% of pub, and 50% of sound exchange. Mm-hmm. How much percent do you get on the master? Sometimes I only get like eight or ten. <laughs> it depends. So, um, yeah, usually I start off with 25. I split with the producer. And the other 50 I allocate to like you, Yaya Mel, whoever participated in pushing that. People like Jazz, like she's got a percent on the last one. Uh, fans. It just depends on who's all involved with that process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Engineers. Yeah. Generous guy. Uh, is this going to be the last one? I think it is. Uh, Bring us home, boys. I want to get a really, really good one. Uh, damn, <laughs> who, marked, who marked all these? It, I got to go through them. And, you and marked them. You didn't mark none? I might have. But I stopped marking them once I gave yeah, you the spreadsheet. I feel like we answered so many. Oh, of a these. lot of them yeah. are similar questions. Oh, nice. Okay, at Tyrepreneur, this is our dog. This uh, <laughs> this Martel. Oh, nice. <laughs> How many times should I post a day? Oh yeah, we should wrap. This is the last one. Them niggas finna get started on the yard. Yeah, brought the weed whackers out. How many times should I post a day? I think you should post as many times as feasibly possible without being a nuisance and without having a deviation of your art. If you have the quality and the quantity to post five times a day, post five times a day. If you only have enough to post three, post three. Whatever uh you can post. Post and share that shit. Get that shit out. There's no limit to it. It's a TV channel. If your show is on TV all the time, you're going to have the most popular show. That's what niggas is watching and tuned into. It's been another beautiful episode of Free Free Game Game Friday. We out this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Good boy.